Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome into the podcast. It is Friday, December 9th, 2022. It is a feel-good Friday. Thank you to everybody for taking the time out of your busy day and your feel-good Friday, busy day to listen to my podcast. I very much appreciate it. Today's podcast is going to probably be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, it might be right around 20 minutes or so, trying to give you guys a heads up ahead of time. That way, if you have time to listen to, to the whole podcast or what to expect from it, that kind of gives you a heads up. I'm going to be doing a freelance kind of a podcast today. Typically, I do a lot of uh, prep work and trying to make a breakdown summary of what all I want to talk about. But today, I'm just going to speak for a while about the Mariners free agency, the hot stove. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Kraken, a little bit about the Seahawks, but it's going to primarily be hot stove based today. With that being said, if you enjoy, uh, if you're going to enjoy or uh, have enjoyed in the past, I should say the podcast, if you haven't already, please subscribe, leave a rating. Um, I'm in the also in the, in the process in the works of getting some giveaways going on right now. So if you can uh, follow me on Twitter, capital P and W professor, you can find me there. That'd be greatly appreciated. And I'll be giving you guys an update here on Twitter as to what you can find as far as the giveaways goes. It has been a one hell of a week uh, for the winter meetings in Major League Baseball. Lots of names went off the board. Lots of lots of teams have spent an astronomical amount of money. Um, I'm going to kind of just break into my reactions, what I've seen, kind of like my perspective, my lens, my takeaways from, from, from the hot stove and the MLB winter meetings in San Diego. So first off, Aaron Judge going back to New York to me is disappointing. Uh, it's not shocking. It is disappointing to me. And I say di- disappointing for a handful of factors. The first off is the fact that the baseball in general, especially the NL West with the, with the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, all those teams, it would have been one of the best outcomes for baseball if Aaron Judge would have signed in San Francisco. Here's what it came and boiled down to at the end of the day. San Francisco has too many holes to try and fill with the payroll that is available uh, to make a contending team around Aaron Judge. Yes, they went out and got Mitch Hanniger. Congratulations, Mitchell, uh, the patron saint of dingers, as me and one of my uh, my best friend calls uh, patron saint of dingers. The machine, the man, the Terminator. There's so many nicknames for Mitchell. The Messiah, um, he was a lot of fun. No disrespect to any people that are heavily religious to listen to this podcast. These are all just funny nicknames that we have built for these guys throughout the time. And him being in Seattle. Uh, when Mitch came to us via the trade that included Cattell Marte, uh, Mitch Hanniger, and a handful of other players, it was a pretty big trade. Marte was a pretty good trade piece. Gene Segura, I also believe, was a part of that trade piece, if I, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that. Pardon with me on that. But... Um, Mitch came to us pretty much in the beginning of his prime and was able to be a really consistent player, obviously for our franchise. He had so many memorable moments. Uh, he had, I think the biggest set of cojones I've ever seen to put any person in a Mariners Jersey to ever put out on the front page of an article or a newspaper or a website. Mitch Hanniger started really the emphasis and the focus on the Mariners when he wrote the article on the Players' Tribune, just flat out calling out management, calling out a spade. A spade is is a spade. A diamond is, is a diamond. You know, he said, "Go spend money. Go get relevant. Stop wasting our careers." He said on behalf of of himself for Kyle Seager, Marco, 
Um, the list goes on of all the veteran players, right, that have been on this team that, quite frankly, deserve this. And then they go out in that that following offseason and sign Robbie Ray. Um, they trade for Adam Frazier. They built, they got a pretty decent nucleus around them. Uh, they went, obviously, in that same year, they went out uh, and got, and um, we all know how good Luis uh, El Pedre has been for us and all that good jazz. They found Julio Rodriguez. I want to say they found him. I mean, they literally signed this kid. He was 16 years old. But when you get some, you don't know what a prospect's going to actually come in to the Major League Baseball and see how he's going to be able to translate and uh, being able to move his skill set into the higher or the highest competition level possible. But none of this would have really happened, I truly believe, if Mitch did not call out this organization. And the organization responded accordingly. They really did. They did. They weren't upset at Mitch. They embraced him willing to speak. And uh, look at what's happened since. Like I was, t- I just, I just touched on. You signed Ro- 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 Robbie Ray, who was the defending Cy Young Award winner. Um, you went out and got Adam Frazier last year, which turned in now into uh, Colton Wong. You brought up Julio and then signed Julio to arguably and possibly the largest contract in MLB history. Um, excuse me for saying I'm a bunch here. I'm just trying to like recount here through all the things that's happened in my head. There's been so much that's happening. Obviously, the trade of Luis Castillo, signing him to an extension was huge. Getting Teosca Hernandez, which just pretty much closed the door on Mitch Hanniger returning. But all of this happened because of the spark that was created from, from Mitch Hanniger. So, Mitchell, Mitch, Mr. Hanniger, to you, your family, uh, your fan base, the Emerald City faithful, you will forever be a Mariner for all of us. You were a stalwart in and out of the locker room, the clubhouse, the diamond. You were amazing. You were a mentor for so many young players. You had one of the biggest moments in my life of being a Mariner with the single, as it's called now. So much to be thankful for. So much to be lucky to have and to experience with you, Mitch Hanniger. I am so happy for you and your family. You get to go back to your pretty much to, to your home area play for one of the teams you grew up rooting for and it's a uh, dream dream option and a and a uh, great opportunity for Mitch so with that being said thank you Mitchell congratulations on everything that you've done for us congratulations and we're excited for you for your future you deserve that three-year 43 and a half million dollar contract and now you can finally get the money you rightfully deserve okay so that's the big first piece obviously Mitch Hanniger leaving um, Jacob DeGrom signing with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers, I mean, there was reports very early in this offseason before the hot stove really had been fired up that Texas was going to go get pitching. There was no going around it. They needed to get pitching. Dan Dunning, Glenn Otto, they were weak, really soft. And they went out uh, the beginning of the offseason and got uh, Jake Odorizzi. They brought back Martin Perez on the, qual- on the qualifying offer, which was pretty smart i mean i think 19 million dollars is right around what he would have gotten regardless if he would have got out in free agency after we what we saw with the other contracts which i'll get into here in a minute as well but jacob oh man jacob de this is going to be uh this is a huge science experiment for for the texas rangers they really are you know they got a new coach coming in uh, new management across the entire board. They're set for pretty good success um, as long as, obviously, the pitching can come through. Jacob will be their horse. He will be their ace. He will be leading the staff, obviously. It sounds like that it wasn't so much the fit in Texas that appealed to him. It was more the fact of the morals and the way the organization wanted to be run, which is what brought Jacob and his attention to Texas. 
And as well as, you know, the hundred and I think it was a hundred and ninety three million dollar contract or one eighty five or something. He got paid a tremendous amount of money. He's been getting he's gonna be getting thirty five, thirty seven million for a long, long, long time. And hopefully for Mariners fans, he can be hurt more than healthy. I do not wish ill upon professional athletes, especially those I root for, but because you're in the same conference as us, it comes down to a realistic expectation of what I can uh, hope to see, and hopefully that means little, you know, as less starts as possible from Mr. Jacob DeGrom as possible. Um, let's see here. Oakland went out, spent some money on a Ledmus Diaz from the Houston Astros. Not a huge deal. Two years, $17 million. Pretty decent player. He probably fills a hole that they need for a corner outfield. Probably, uh, there's a strong possibility that, like, Seth Brown, uh, uh, Loriano in center field can possibly be traded as well. So, and there's a lot, a lot of re-reports. Just going to touch on this real quick for those who have not seen. It is all but over and finished that the Oakland Athletics are done playing at the Coliseum here in, in the proverbial future. Rob Manfred stated in a quote uh, in the last couple of weeks, I believe it was a week before last, that it's all but over. And for the Oakland Athletics in the city of Oakland at the ballpark that's infested and disgustingly f- filled with possums and rodents and backward flowing sewage and all kinds of disgusting stuff. But uh, Vegas appears to be the spot where they're going to go. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, There is a piece of property that recently was acquired from a third party uh, vendor or person. It has not been disclosed who bought the ballpark or the space possibly for, for a ballpark. But the location is fairly close to the new ball uh, to the NFL field for the Las Vegas Raiders, so that is a TBD to keep your eye on on that as well. Let's see here. Let's roll into the two. The next spot, obviously, Justin Verlander signing with the New York Mets. Uh, that's that's a big deal, obviously, for the AL West. Houston did get sizably worse with this loss. Obviously, Verlander, there's no... And the sentiment coming out of Houston, and I'm going to get into that just just here in just a brief second, so just, just you know, be patient with me on this. The Mets gave Justin Verlander $44 million to be their ace over Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer says he's the ace. He's not as good of a pitcher as Justin Verlander. This has been a discussion going back to when they both were Detroit Tigers before they both got traded to different uh, parts of the country. So, um, obviously, the Mets are focusing on pitching. Uh, the Phillies obviously have, have been busy, but keeping to the Mets for real, real quick. This is something that people need to understand about like the metrics of baseball and how to build teams. The Mets can spend as much money as they want to. Go for it. Steve Cohen, their owner, has no idea how to build a baseball team. You all know why? Because he did this last offseason. Spent a bunch of money on Mark Cannon. Spent a bunch of money on uh, Max Scherzer bringing him in. Uh, they did everything remotely possible for this team. They had Taiwan Walker, uh, Starling Marte, Brandon Nemo, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil. Right? I'm not going to list off his whole roster, right? But they obviously have talent. That's not the question. The thing is... You have to have chemistry, and I don't see any chemistry with those Mets. I don't. I'm not a Mets fan. I don't watch Mets games. I like Pete Alonzo. I like Jeff, Jeff McNeil. That is it. I don't give a crap about anybody else on that team. I don't. I still uh, regret the fact that the Mariners chose Jared Kelnick over Jeff McNeil. That one hurts, obviously. Jeff McNeil is like a 4-5-1 to five, one player a year. 
But uh, going back between why I'm talking about Verlander and the Mets and everything, and why he was, you know, the Houston got significantly worse with with this deal. I, if you look at the WAR metrics right now for the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners, the the Houston Astros lost a significant amount of uh, revenue and value in Verlander, and now the Mariners are the Mariners and the Astros are much closer than people think they are. You know, Michael Brantley, free agent. Trey Mancini, free agent. Um, uh, they're trying to address the catching the catching situation. Excuse me. Uh, they'll probably stick with Martin Maldonado. I say that, and they'll probably go out and sign or trade for for, for somebody else. They wanted Wilson Contreras. Thank God that didn't happen. But the Mariners and the Astros gap is significantly closer than it was at the end of the season, even with the hard-fought series that was still a sweep. A sweep is a sweep, but it was a hard sweep to get. So um, just keep the patience, everybody. I know that this is really hard to do, myself included, when you're seeing teams, everybody in baseball, Red Sox, Yankees, Astros, I'm going to say not Astros because Astros really haven't signed anybody yet. Uh, the Mets spending a tremendous amount of money. Obviously, the Phillies spending a tremendous amount of money. That's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter if they spend money. There's a lot of backlash about the Jerry uh, the Jerry show with Brock and Salk this last Thursday. Yesterday, excuse me. That people are saying, well, Jerry, you're saying you don't have any intention to spend money on a free agent. If I'm the Mariners right now. There is realistically maybe three names, maybe four I'm interested in. Chris Bassett's one for a bull, for for a starting uh, starting piece, but you can't really go to that avenue until you've officially either locked him up or locked up a trade for Chris Flexen or uh, Marco Marco Gonzalez, and that's TBD on their values after what we're seeing in free agency, where these guys like Jamison Tyone, Martin, uh, not Martin Perez, excuse me, Jose Quintana. Um, there's been a lot of names flying off the board lately. So part of me was not knowing every single one in values. That's not what I'm based upon this podcast is. This podcast is to let people know for the for uh, today as well as the you know upcoming weeks to, to come. And the Mariners are a trading organization. They are. They would prefer to trade versus sign in free agency. They already extended. They gave essentially a free agent contract uh, to Luis Castillo. They gave a contract to Julio. And obviously Julio is not a free agent. He's a rookie. I get that. They're spending money, ladies and gentlemen. They are. They need to lock up George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Cal Raleigh. There's guys that need money. They're going to want money. You want to keep Teoscar Hernandez? You've got to have money around. So for all these people, and there's a couple people on Twitter, I'm not going to call out their names with regards to if you listen to my podcast or not. If you know who you are about bitching and moaning, and pardon my French, I try, not to, keep, I try to, to keep it clean, but it's so frustrating and irritating. For people that just throw Jerry and Justin and Katie Griggs and all these people that do a fantastic job and built this franchise that was legitimately the biggest joke in all of baseball. Besides like the Pittsburgh freaking Pirates or the Cincinnati Reds. Okay? And look at what we have now. We have a core. We have a nucleus. We are young. We are incredibly talented. We have one of the best young players in baseball. George Kirby is on the path to becoming a possible Cy Young winner. Logan Gilbert is a solid pitcher. You have next guy, the next wave of is coming. Emerson Hancock, if he's not traded. Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, Cade Marlowe, uh, Harry Ford, Gabriel Gonzalez. There are names coming. It's going to take some some time, some longer than others, because obviously everyone's not at the same at the same path, the same growth rate. But let's all take a chill pill and just realize that we had the craziest offseason in like the last 10 years for spending money. 
Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 million. Nope. Brandon Nemo, eight years, 162 million. Nope. Uh, Taiwan Walker, four years for like 75 million or whatever it was. Nope. Tyone, almost 90 million. Nope. I'm not spending this money. Why would you? Why should you? Why go out and spend money? You just you should be giving your young core to lock up your nucleus to build around for the foreseeable future versus bring somebody in that you do not know whether or not they're going to be a true clubhouse fit. This is what a lot of people are missing the ball on right now with Major League Baseball. And I kind of think me explaining this in this kind of lens and this perspective and this, uh, you know, height level, view level of 30,000 feet, 15,000 feet, 45,000 feet, wherever you want to call it, right? Airplane, right? Airplane mode. Baseball is a complicated SOB. And I know there's a lot of Mariners fans, and rightfully so, that they have a right to say, Jerry, why can't you just spend money? Jerry, why won't they, why can't you get people to, to take our money? Look at a team, just for a brief example, and then I'm going to roll into the next subject here, right? Because we're almost at 20 minutes now. Look at what happened to San Diego. San Diego said, we want Trey, Trey Turner. We'll give you more money than anybody else. No thanks. This is coming off they just traded for one freaking Soto. They have Fernando Tatis Jr. and his steroid stupid ass. Like, there's plenty going on in San Diego right now. Don't get me wrong. Then they're like, hey, Aaron Judge, $400 million. No. So you have two of the top marquee free agents in all of baseball available, and you offer both of them over $300 million when you have all these other contracts locked up with players that are going to need money. They don't want it. Is it a West Coast thing? Apparently, from what I've seen, um, and I can't pull up the list real quick for you guys or else I would. The amount of free agents that sign in the National League compared to the American League is absolutely astounding. It's double, over double the amount of players signed in the National League versus the American League. I guarantee you that's due to because of the DH. I guarantee you that's because of the um, analytics. Some people like analytics, some, some people don't. So be it, whatever. But the facts are the facts. The American League does not have as much clout as it used to. You know, the Phillies are, are a pretty dang good team. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner now, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, Zach Wheeler, the list goes on. The Mets, Verlander, Scherzer, Lindor, Alonzo. Dodgers, uh, re-signed Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Uh, th this, there's a lot of players on the National League side. And there's still good players on, on the American League. Don't get me wrong. We all know that, obviously, right? Devers, Rodriguez. Um, you know, I'm not going to list every single name, but there's plenty of names, right? But it is interesting and something to think about that there is a proven facts that MLB free agents this year specifically wanted to go to the East Coast versus the West. So um, that's kind of what I want to talk about with uh, like Mariners, hot stove, frustrations. I understand it. I do. Jerry, once again, he's not doing himself any favors. I'm just going to put it that way with what he's saying. If I'm Jerry DePoto, and this is not to please, this is not going to make any Mariners fans, including myself, very happy. Hey, Jerry, maybe it would do you some good not to do a show for a week. Let people kind of chill out after this winter meetings, frustrations, and, you know, people just wanting money. You know, people want to spend, people want, excuse me, I'm trying to spit, spit this out. People want money to spend money. They want people to spend money. It's not my money. Why should I care? Well, you should care. Because if you want to lock up your, your young guns that are going to be here soon or already here that are going to need money, you need to pay your young guys. Jerry said this five times this offseason, everybody. Listen very clearly. The Seattle Mariners want to be like the Houston Astros. Houston Astros do not go out into free agency and spend a buku amount of money. That is stupid. 
Watch what happens to these Mets. They won't make the, the, the NLCS. Watch what happens to the Phillies without Bryce Harper. For all we know, Trey Turner's legs could get cranked up. He tears an ACL or something, and the whole contract is now immediately looked through a, through a, a, a different lens. So please, please have some patience. That's all I ask. So baseball conversation's done. I want to talk a brief second about Seahawks. We're going to talk a brief second about Kraken. And a brief second about my, uh, second about Michael Penix, and then I'm gonna hop out for today. Apologies if there's not being as much podcast up this week or as of lately. I've been trying to not flood you guys with content on, on a daily basis. Um, I might I'm gonna be trying to stick into five a week. I might be having to dial back to three podcasts a week. So let me know um on how you feel about that what you guys would like to hear overall and see the Seahawks are a little bit banged up right now the running back situation is still in flux uh Ken Walker was again a did not participate he was not a participant in practice if I can somehow talk today um it's frustrating it is concerning of course to say the least after just listening to KJ Wright show here a few minutes ago I've been trying to catch up as I'm obviously a little bit behind this week there's plenty to be done this week with this team there is plenty to be um, accorded about and uh, it's it's hard to so trying to figure out where to see yourself as a Seahawks fan right now because the Seahawks are in a good position still they're in they're in a wild card chase I guarantee you the Washington commanders will fall off they will. It's just what they do, right? But Wayne Goldman being signed, that helps. Um, you're going to have to lean on the passing game. Carolina's playing actually some pretty good football the last few weeks. They're running the ball pretty dang well. Their running back is on back-to-back 100-yard games. Sam Darnold can also run a little bit on the goal line. He's a big body, uh, moves around a little bit. So DJ Moore, um, Tommy Tremble. They got some guys on, on that team, so just don't take them for granted. We need to come in. We need to play our style of football and continue to uh, get to the quarterback, create pressures, create sacks, create havoc. Let Tariq Woolen blanket up D, D, uh, DJ Moore. He's their best receiver by far on that squad. And uh, just kind of play Pete Carroll football. Things should work out for uh, in our favor, but it's the NFL, and you never know what's going to happen in the NFL. It's a week-to-week basis. We all learned that, especially with the game last night. Congrats to uh, Baker Mayfield on his game-winning touchdown pass for the Rams. And it looks like maybe Baker's found a home, but I won't really go too far into that until I see more than one win at a time. Congrats to Shane Wright on getting his first goal in the National Hockey League the other night. Um, It's been a process for Shane Wright getting his uh, feet wet or getting his feet comfortable in the NHL. Uh, he it sounds like he is going to be playing in the Juniors World Cup, whatever that is, the World Juniors Tournament. I don't know much about that in general, but I will be getting more information as we get out on that. I will be uh, doing a deeper dive on the latest week for the Kraken, as well as what to expect for the Seahawks on Sunday and everything, possibly on a podcast tomorrow. But I need to hear from you guys if you guys want me to talk to touch on that. And until that time and being... Uh, appreciate you guys so much for take, taking the time out of your busy, busy Friday holiday week. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Mariners, Jerry, we'll see if anything can happen. Brian Reynolds, the sweepstake continues. And Seahawks, let's get a damn dub on Sunday. I'll catch you guys possibly tomorrow, if not Monday. Peace.